So today on Turnout, Carly Fedorka is out at the Kentucky Horse Park for the New Vocations All Thoroughbred Horse Show. She'll be talking to some of the competitors about their thoroughbreds, where they're from, who's their mommy, who's their daddy, what they're doing now. Um, always entertaining conversations there. But before we get into all that, just a quick word from our generous sponsors at Equithrive. Uh, Equithrive's a long-time supporter of off-track thoroughbreds and the people who train them. Um, and I think anybody who has an off-track thoroughbred will be interested in um, a new bundle that they are putting out. It's basically the off-track starter pack. Um, you're going to get um, the complete joint pellets, uh, hoof pellets, and gut pellets um, at a major discount. Um, you're basically getting a free product with, with every bundle. So, you know, if you have a horse coming off the track, there's a very good chance that you're dealing with some, some joint issues, hoof problems, gut problems. I mean, these are just the facts. So, and, you know, when you're taking them off the track, this is your chance to really, really let them down and give them some good nutrition, some targeted nutrition aimed at those key areas. Um, so head over to equithrive.com, check out the complete package bundle. Um, and you get an extra 10% off if you use the promo code CARLY, C-A-R-L-E-I-G-H. Um, so check it out. Thank you. Championship, which is on Sunday, but it's only Friday, so we've only done a couple of classes. I'm actually here with Tay Weinold and Brooke Schaefer. We also call Brooke and Tay. Um, <laughs> they are not lesbian lovers, unbeknownst to Brooke's mother. But they are here as the lovely duo that we know of them. Brooke owns the horses, Tay rides them. So we have both rider and owner. So, Tay. Tell us about the horses that you're riding today, what they're doing, and why you chose this show. So, first horse we have is owned by Brooke, and she has Kulik Lodge, who she adopted from New Vocations in 2016. He's by Curlin out of a Giants Causeway mare, um, and he's competing in the 3'3 jumpers, as well as the 3'3 stakes classes and the TIP champs. Um, and then I also have Cockadoo, who is the dam of the first ever American Pharaoh foal. Uh, and we got started her this spring, and she is here doing the two foot six special hunters and the two foot six TIP hunter championship. And she's also for sale. Yes, this is why we keep Brooke around. She's also for sale. What's her back number? Four sixty-seven. Okay, so four sixty-seven. Although this will air after, so whatever. But if you guys want a really nice mare, there's one for sale here. And I think that's a lot of what people are doing with this show. Like, yeah, there's horses like Kulik, who's a lifer. 
but there's also a ton of greenies here. So explain a little bit about like why you chose this show and why that level. Yeah, you know, I think the best part about this show is that you know you have the opportunity to show in these big atmospheres and give your horses the experience that they don't get elsewhere. Um, you know, Pulik, we stepped up to the three three this year, and you know it's been a little bit of a learning process for him. But at this horse show, he's really getting a lot of good experience, and you know he's going to take two champs at the end of the month. Um, so we're really trying to prepare him for those. And the cockadoo has only been off the farm a handful of times, never really been to a big horse show, no big atmospheres. Um, and she just took it to a, a fish out of water. You know, schooling rings are a little crazy. We rarely ride with more than one or two horses at home. Here, you know, I'm in a ring with 30 at a time. And she's just happy as could be, had never seen boxes, flowers, nothing, but it gave her a really good experience to be able to go ahead and just figure it out and let her, you know, take one step at a time and do a whole bunch of different classes. She's also doing the in-hand mare class on Saturday morning, um, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, Taylor's never done in-hand before, so I, mean, I told her I, was I mean not to snort. I'm going to show her all my showmanship skills. Oh, my God. Brooke's going to have Brooke's your mare, show like, coach, don't like, worry. parked out like an Arabian, like, wait, 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 wait. Brooke's background is definitely going to come here, through. Brooke's going to be like a plastic bag carrot stick. Brooke's background is 100% going to come out, 100%. A glass of wine in one hand and the carrot stick in the other. It's going to be amazing. Perfect. So you've obviously shown here when the double a shows come but how does this show compare like is it a great environment is it stressful what do you think yeah i think it kind of depends on your horse i think you know for a horse that maybe really doesn't like traffic or isn't used to traffic um it can be hard for him because you know the schooling rings are really busy um we schooled this morning and it was i mean there were 30 horses out there you know you got people that are used to big horse shows that you know know to watch out for you and you people that have never come to a horse show before this is the only horse show they really come to every year and they're paying zero attention um you know we had a couple horses that I watched collide yesterday, and you know, I had a couple that really came close to me today, and luckily, you know, both horses really don't care. But, I mean, if you have one that cares, it'd, it'd be a little rough. Yeah, and the thing uh, that I've noticed, too, granted, I showed this morning as well, so I'm not just here interviewing, is that I think that a lot of people come to this show thinking, because it's technically a schooling show, it's not rated, it isn't whatever, that it's going to be a hall-pass show, and there is filler under every single yeah, jump. Yeah, I mean, every jump like, out there is set like it would be at a big yeah, show. Yeah, like, there's, there's more filler in the jumper ring yep. than you're going to see in an actual yeah, jumper I mean, show. Yeah, I jumper every jumper jump has, you know, three or four rails at minimum, a plane. Gates. I mean, and bizarre gates. I mean, with the equestrian events jump that you see out there at Rolex. Yeah, that has, like, this, like, hallucinogenic ground line. Right. It has this, you know, weird V-shaped plank, and, you know, horses that haven't seen it before really question it. And, you know, for a horse that, you know, at home we don't have boxes and, you know, flower boxes, and, I mean, they're, they're stout and hunting too, and, you know, but luckily... You know, you have a warm-up trip, you can let them figure it out, and that's the best part with the hunters, for those yeah. young horses. Yeah, with the jumpers, we do not. <laughs> yeah, so with the jumpers, it's, you know, they're running backwards this year, so it's, it's yeah. you go and you, you sink or you swim. Yeah, we're uh, definitely, we're starting at 3-6 and working our way down to 2-6, so there is no warm-up round of doing a 3-3 and then going into the 3-6. You just have to suck it up, do it, and kick. Nope. Whatever, whatever you want to do, you better be able to walk in that ring and put down a trip that you can be halfway proud of. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. We're going to go talk to a ton of competitors and kind of just hear their stories of what brought them here. This show is a huge deal for a ton of people. Huge. I just heard that somebody came all the way from Washington State. Yeah, well, on the map inside, there was someone from France. They had added, like, their own little post-it note up there. Like, and they I was flew shocked. a horse over here? I have no idea. I hope it's staying for our RP. I know. Oh, good Lord. Okay, well, thanks. Cheers. Cheers, honey. We will keep drinking and keep kicking. And Brooke will keep braiding because she does all the hard work for tech. She's my groom, it's fine. <laughs>
Okay, so I'm here with Julie Saunders again at the All Thoroughbred Horse Show. Are you also competing in the Tip Championships yes, on we Sunday? Yes, we are. And you came from where? We came from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So you guys like crawdads? We do. <laughs> Crawfish. Why is that crawdads? Don't be angry. <laughs> no, in no, I'm sorry. Where I grew up in New York, it's crayfish. <laughs> so I thought crawdads was like the proper lingo. Crawdads is here. Crawfish is further south. All I know is it's spicy, and I don't teach them. There you go. Um, so explain a little bit about who your horse is, pedigree, any like notable information. Well, Hoodoo is a horse that I've bred and raced. Um, he's from the first crop of due date. He's a turf sprinter down. Um, he, he ran a lot up here, actually, and uh, stands in Louisiana right now. And he is the only baby out of his mother. She died when he was 30 days old. That sucks. But he's wonderful. And he was good on the racetrack or not that great on the racetrack? He broke his maiden. I ran him over his head the whole time. And he was in the money a lot. So That's awesome. I just didn't want to lose him. And he <laughs> retired when? He retired in September. Okay. Through a mountain of field. I'm assuming last January. September? Yeah. <laughs> not like six days no. ago? <laughs> not six days ago. Through a mountain of field until um, January. And we are doing some crossrails. <gasps> the big scary crossrails. <laughs> and anything, like who's he by? He's by due date. He's out of a bluegrass cat mare. Nice. A um, little bit of black type on that side. And so. how old is he? He is six. And is he the only one you brought, or are there more we here from Louisiana? two more from okay. Louisiana. And what are they doing? Um, cool Beans is doing the 2-6 and the 2-3. And then Silver Lining is doing the 2-foot. Nice. So. And the Hunters are the Jumpers? Hunters, hunters. yes. Well, there is no 2-foot Jumpers. Cool. Yeah. And what does it mean to be here at the Kentucky Horse Park? This is our favorite show of the year. We yeah. get so excited to come every single year. Um, 14 hours with the trailer. Yep, not going to do that. <laughs> it's our third year. We've been all three years that they've had the tip championships. So. That's amazing. And so you guys show up on what day and leave what day? Wednesday. We learned the hard way the first year we got here yeah, at 2 a.m. on Thursday. Showing. <laughs> so, so we just didn't sleep. We were sleeping on the concrete that night. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for telling me your story. Thanks for coming by. We're very, very excited to be here, though. Cool. I will cheer you on. Thanks. He does identify as a giraffe a little bit. Oh, do you like white Zinfandel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm here with Alex Sherman, again, at the New Locations All Thoroughbred Show. So there's no question that this is a thoroughbred, although you are a thick little chunky monkey. Um, tell us about him. I'm assuming him. Yes, it's a him. Who is he by? How'd you get him? Everything. So his name's Bold Visionary. He's uh, by Rockport Barber. Um, oh and then his gosh. mom is an Irish bred uh, thoroughbred, so that's why he's a little thicker. Um, so we got him about four years ago. He actually was my husband and my first racehorse, well, thoroughbred racehorse. Um, we started with Arabians and then uh, moved into the thoroughbreds. So like Arabian was, racehorses? Yes. Y'all are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're really nice horses, but for, we're from Cincinnati, and the closest place to run them was out in the state of Delaware. Yeah. And we have so many tracks within like two hours. We were just like, why are we not in thoroughbreds? Um, so my husband assistant trained him and we got his first win. He broke his maiden for us over at Turfway. 
Um, and then shortly after that, he decided he just wasn't really um, into running anymore. <laughs> he's one of those where one day he'll try and he'll want to run, and the next day he's like, mm, I'm okay. You seem very sloppy. Yes. He's, he's very, we call him Rufus the Doofus because oh. he's, a, he's a bit of a, a he jokester. Really, he really likes wine. <laughs> and how old is he? He's an 11, so he's 8. Nice. And mm-hmm. so what are you doing this weekend with him? So we uh, did a little jumpers this morning. Um, he's a little slow. So we didn't, didn't do great in the jumpers, um, but we're doing dressage tomorrow and Sunday. Um, we actually did second level last year here and won the TIFF championship nice. last year. So um, going to see how it goes. I actually started galloping full time. So this summer so I you haven't. look like you should be an exercise. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep, so honestly, I don't know what's going to happen because we haven't really been working too much over the summer because I've just been so busy, and I ride about 10 each morning, so by the time I'm done with that, it's like, I'm pretty much home taking a nap. (laughs) (laughs) And so you say you're from Cincy. Do you get to show down here at the horse park often? Yeah, like this is my first, actually this is our first show this year just because we've been so busy, but most of the time we're down here all the time for like the dressage shows and the eventing shows, and um, I did Arab shows here for a while too, so... And what do you think separates, like, your average show here at the horse park with this one? Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, first off, I just love thoroughbreds anyway. Like, A. B, I like to support it because I'm in the industry, too. So, you know, there's a lot of bad rap with what's going on. But, you know, I would like to also promote that people in the industry are so focused on yeah. where these horses go when they're done. Like, it's not just throw them away. Like, everybody, you know, really loves these horses. And, um... I just I think it's awesome to be able to show what they all can do. You know, they're yeah. not just a racehorse. Like, I, I used to have dreams of importing, like, warm bloods and getting a big fancy jumper or dressage horse. And now I'm like, I can, I can find it on the yeah. track. You know, there's between him and then there's about five more in my barn that I'm just waiting for them to be done that I can, yeah. you know. I completely agree. I, I resell a ton of horses. Oh and gosh. I always say, like, yes, I could go get a warm blood and maybe make a little bit more money on the sale yeah, yeah. aspect of it. But I've gotten so just used to getting these horses that come to me with a lead change, that yes. come to me so broke, that load on a trailer, that don't even blink at their first jump. And yes. then I've gotten three-year-old warm bloods where I'm like, oh, I have to teach all of that? Yes. Well, like, and, and just, you know, you already have an animal that's been backed. Like, yeah. You know, he ran. I'm thir- like, backed back. Backed back. You know, he <laughs> ran 31 times, you know, for the average person. You're not going to beat them any harder than they were running, you know, as far as, you know, being physical on them. So if they stayed sound, like I love the horses, I love the horses that had the 30, 40 starts because I know if they stayed sound on the track, they're going to stay sound for anything that I'm going to do. And I tell people all the time, like if you have a horse and you get it on the track and it suddenly is rearing or bucking, like there's some other issue because yes, there were a couple of bad eggs on the track, right? uh, right, but there's very few horses that get away with that stuff while a rider's riding short on them. Oh yes. So like if you can't stick it riding in your dressage tack, it probably wasn't doing it on the racetrack. Right. And, And that's another thing, like, you know, obviously you have your random horses that'll do you know crazy things but you know on the on the track you know they walk from their stall to the track yeah. by themselves they're it's fresh out of the stall walk, oh my i'm actually in the last barn yeah. at the track so it's a good you know yeah. maybe quarter mile for us to they're get to the track unquote, trail riding exactly <laughs> and they're by themselves you know they're they get out of the stall and i can walk them even in the winter time you know like I, at turfway it'll be 20 degrees blistering snow and they walk yeah, out turfway just, in the winter is rough <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 10 degrees colder there than it is anywhere else. 
Um, but you know, and, and they walk out, they load in a stall, they still stand tied in their stall. They mm-hmm. stand for the fair. There, there's so many things and it's like, you know, yeah, they'll test you just like any horse will. Yeah. So uh, I think my, my biggest kind of tip for people trying to get into the thoroughbreds is, you know, realize they're on a schedule, you know, at the track there, it's very regimented yeah. and they're used to getting out, getting their energy out, they going like back. They having a job. They love having a job. And you, you know, some of them, yeah, you can throw them in a stall for a week and get them out and they're like. That's how he yeah. is, and he's perfectly fine. Others need that, like... Well, and how many stereotypes are there that just don't hold true? Like, I know that, you know, this is all for a podcast, right, so right, people right, sure. can't see what we're talking about. <laughs> but he's thick. Not only that, oh, yeah. look at these feet And he's barefoot. Him. Yeah, he's I've barefoot, never had to put and he's got dinner plates for track. feet. He's got great heel. He's mm-hmm. got a huge bone. So, oh, yeah. you know, I tell people all the time, I, I have my PhD in reproduction, in equine reproduction, so I don't like to promote the whole we're overbreeding but at the same time when you breed 20,000 of the same thing it doesn't take that much to go and find what you are looking for so for me I am crazy about the line of their knee to their ankle Mm -hmm. I'm crazy about having good feet because my big horse has terrible right (laughs) so like if you if you just know what you're looking for go look at 20,000 horses you're gonna find it oh yeah I mean Every, I mean, I, you know, I get on 10 a day and even when I'm on, you know, there's three of them on that I'm on that I want to take home and there's probably another five or six out on the track at any given moment that I'd be like, I want him and I want yeah. him and I want him. It's like, if you're willing to look, you know, you yeah. can find it and don't be afraid of, you know, an oscillate or, you know, there's yeah. so many little things that may not look pretty, but really aren't, aren't a big deal, yeah. you know? And then literally get them right now and you can be at the show yes. next year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily. I'm. I'm, I'm a fan of when I get them, I kind of just go ahead and just start Same. with them. Um, <laughs> like we had, we had one, we were thinking of retiring over the winter cause he's getting a little sour. So I took him to my barn and within two days we were riding outside like a hunter pony yep. and he's racing again. But, um, you know, it was like, like, I have one that last raced July 21st and he just won his first combined test two weeks oh, wow. ago. So, yeah. I was actually joking. Um, we were talking about the, the, was the first class of the day was like fresh off the track or whatever. And that one that I took home, he ran on Tuesday, Tuesday night. And I was like, oh, I could have just thrown him in the trailer and brought him with me and taken him <laughs> I'm in pretty sure class. there is an award for, like, most recent <laughs> Exactly. Start. And that's another cool thing to mention about this show is that there is War Horse Awards. Yes. There are awards for, like, the most starts, longest career, mm-hmm. most, most recent money. start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most money. So there's, there's enhanced classes. Yes. There's everything you can think of. So it really is a great show for anybody who owns a thoroughbred. Yes. And I actually brought, I did the makeover, uh, the retired racehorse project last year. And so I brought my project here for his yep. first show. And I mean, he was a little spooky and, um, you know, it was a lot to take in. But I have to say, you know, when I brought him back for the makeover, totally different. Like yep. He was like, okay, I got this. I know we're not going to a race. Cause the other thing with taking them to their first show, especially if you're stalling them, as I found, is, you know, when they go to a track and shipping in, they go to the track, they're in a new stall, and then they race. Yeah, so they're so looking for the race Exactly. Track. So if they've never stabled somewhere at a horse show, they kind of get a little bit of that mentality like, hey – I think we're going to run, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, so once they figure it out, it's like, okay, no big deal. This is easy. Awesome. <laughs> well, best of luck. I guess you're going to show him again tonight? No. Not I'm done for stakes. today. No. Um, done for tonight. Uh, doing one dressage class tomorrow. I actually have my mom. I convinced her to do a couple tests on him, yeah, too. Yeah, mom! <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> if she can remember her tests. Can you um, have readers? Just have a reader. <laughs> that might confuse me. Uh, <laughs> So we'll just 
see how it goes. She did good last year. She did the same thing last year. So, so. you'll have a full weekend regardless. And yes. Uh, we'll cheer you on if we see you. Sounds good. Thanks for talking. Absolutely. Kate Sharkey, who we just had to interview because she came all the way with a barn from Washington State, not D.C. Yes. So we stopped by earlier and had to, like, figure out who to interview and why, and they all said that this was your vision. So can you explain to us what the vision was? Uh, the, the vision of the tent or of coming no, here? No, of why you came. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's because we tend to be a lot of kids and horses that enjoy the local schooling circuit. It's not the type of kids who are going to go to pony finals or yeah. back east for the big act finals. Um, and so there are a lot of families that are working on a budget that are training their own horses. None of the horses here are in full training or any training, any form, like only lessons. And so it's, it's kids working with a budget, working with what they have available and uh, Tip and New Vocations has made this great show that you can actually take courses to that can be a big goal. And yeah. so for us, it was a chance to come show at an amazing showground for a very affordable rate yeah. uh, with a community of people that understands a little bit of chaos with your horse. Yeah. Thoroughbreds don't always come easy. Which is basically the best sales pitch I think we can find for this show. I was saying the same thing. So I competed in the three six jumpers yep. this morning. For me, it means that I can bring my horse to the Rolex arena, yep. which might be used for something like AECs or another big show, and you very rarely get to, like, desensitize your horse to that. Yep. And I said to my husband, it's $17 a class. Yeah. Like, where else do you get that option to ride in the Rolex arena for $17 right. a class? And now that I say that, I realize that for you guys, sure, you guys had to pay the additional cost of trailering over mm -hmm. here and diesel and all of right. this stuff in hotels. But, but you're still our, probably saving money in comparison to showing at a double A show. Our entire show bill for here costs six hundred bucks. Wow. So stalls, including tax splits, including everything was six hundred bucks. That's awesome. And so you add in all of your gas and your hotels and your horse hotels in the way here, and you're still in for less than a like a double A show. Yeah, in a, a week here for one of the double A shows is like fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. For one horse. Mm -hmm. so, so when you start to split the gas and you start to make things a little bit cheaper and you um, you work together, then it it makes it doable. So are you guys all bunking together? We have two Airbnbs with yes. a person in every bed. <laughs> or two people on I every said, bed. I no air couches. mattresses mentioned yet. So nobody's sleeping in the gooseneck of a trailer. So it's well, not we did that on, bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was how we got here. So it, on the way here, we used uh, the goosenecks to sleep in. So what did your drive look like? Like, where did you stop? We, when did you leave? <laughs> we left at 6 in the morning on... Friday, so oh a week gosh. ago, six in the morning, uh, drove from Seattle to Livingston, Montana. So it was 700 miles, like 14 hours in the trailer with stops. And then the next day was Livingston, Montana to Mitchell, South Dakota. That was another 710 miles, another 14 hours. Um, and then Mitchell, South Dakota, we went to Zionsville, Indiana, where we have friends that had moved there this past year. So we did a layover there for two full days. And then drove the last, yeah, three nights? Three nights. Three nights, two days. And then do, drove the last three hours here on uh, Wednesday morning. 
and so that we could set up and let them settle. What does prep for that look like? Like for anybody that's listening that maybe is attempting to do a long haul. I know people come from Oregon and Washington yeah. for RRP in a yeah. couple of weeks. So like, is there anything you guys take like extra detail for or things you think of as you're getting ready for that trip? We did altar guard the whole time. Okay. We just assumed that the horses would be yeah. stressed. They're thoroughbreds. Well, it reminds us we should do the altar guard today. A 400 hour <laughs> yeah. trailer. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they... They've uh, altar guarded the whole time. We have all good haulers. Like, we don't have any nervous horses. So that was really easy. We kept food in front of them the whole time. Yeah, oh. we have a, a food truck following us. Oh, yeah. Whole yep. All of your hay and grain and everything. Yeah. And we had water in the trailer, um, like, in a tank. So we were just feeding them. Yeah. The, um, I'm her mom. It's a, it's a podcast. Come on, mom! It's a podcast. So don't worry. I think like every single interview has been interrupted by a mom. By a mom. (laughs) That should be like the The title. Should be the title of the podcast. Like horse show moms interrupting (laughs) podcast. Saying, "Hey, Braylon, your class is in now. You should probably go get your horse ready." She's braiding him. She could do it. All right, you're gonna be at the end then. They're gonna call for you again. It's it's Uh, it's such a cluster up there right now. Just. It's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we so we also guarded. I haul mine untied in the trailer, yeah. so the hay's on the ground, and so they can snort and um, cough, and that was good. We also in Washington and Oregon we have a feed called Haystack Special Blend, which is like steam bound. Um, it's what it's like grass haze and um, the rice bran, and so we've basically been like feeding them anytime they want this, which it's so it doesn't like affect their system and doesn't have that same sugar content yeah so we've been trying to keep the weight on the same way do you know that a scientific study just got released that showed exactly that leaving your horse's head untied yep. decreases your risk of them having any respiratory issues while hauling yeah i wish more people would listen to that i'm an equine scientist yeah. so like i'll just add yeah. the science well, reference <laughs> not not only that but if you were to get in an accident now you don't have a fixed yeah. point that their head is attached to yeah. so my godfather does a he's really involved with um like the horse trailer rescue yeah people yeah. I don't know so is do. my husband he's uh-huh. obsessed that was one yeah. thing he came home from and said he's like don't do this this is the worst idea ever and so we don't tie ours sometimes we have to put somebody next to a wall because they're too obnoxious yeah but that's yeah okay. especially if all the horses know each other it's yeah. the best way for them to travel and to be fair all of our horses live in fields so none of none of the horses that we brought are stalled horses they are all turned Should, out they're like do you guys have pastures rented then no, just yeah, they're just out all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we get to shows like this, we have to up their food intake, and then we have to get them out as much as possible. The, um, so in Washington, we don't have any problems when we haul because of how we yeah yeah. So I, for one, put cameras and vans in our trailer, added some softer ideas for the horse. Yep. Now that we're here, what are we showing in? Uh, we have so we have one horse in the very green hunters, the two foot. Kept his eligibility intact, so he can trot his changes. <laughs> I have one. My horse, my other horse is in the three foot hunters, and we have two in the two six jumpers. We have one in the two nine jumpers, and one who just finished in the three foot jumpers. Nice. Yeah. So a bunch of jumpers and a couple of hunters. I like the hunter ring. <laughs> the rest of these guys all like jumpers. So do any of the students want to weigh in on what it means to be at this show this far away from home? What's it like to show at the Kentucky Horse Park? It's scary. <laughs> scary? It's huge. It, the horse park is huge? Yeah, there's I mean, so they, many They boats. had to cut the arena in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, even even the Claiborne Arena, which is where the dressage is, that's usually where stadium is for the eventing, and it's still usually cut in uh-huh. half. So, our, what are your guys' goals? Speak loudly so they can hear you. <laughs> Do you have goal? any specific goals? Maddie, you, I guarantee you with in. a trainer like this, you guys have goals. Yeah, you, you gave me very specific goals going into the ring. I said I wanted to stay clean and have basically like a fun ride, not be so stressed, and go for the win if I can. Yeah. yeah. It was it was like a smooth, consistent, clean round. Yeah. That if it happened to be efficient enough to win, you were happy, but you weren't going to go for broke. Yeah. So. And what do you think you did leading up to the show that let you have that ride? Um, I rode him consistently, mostly like every day. And then we did like a few like pack changes to help with the performance. And then basically just consistency. And kind of for everybody, why thoroughbreds? To be fair, they're really cheap. <laughs> Girl, preach. Yeah, right. So, um, I think that the yeah. nice way to say that you can get the nicest horse on a low budget. Three of our, three of our six are free. Cool. So, and the other ones, none of them cost more than nine thousand dollars. So, do you get them straight yeah. from the racetrack? Yeah, one of them was the the horse that came off the track. The tip twenty eighteen Green Three champion, which means like raced in 2018 so that yeah. guy's here so he raced in in the last day of july his first show was august of last year and then he's here showing in the hunters um yeah they've everybody else raced but my three-foot hunter race. didn't oh, race. race but he trained oh, yeah. They, yeah there's a couple we have two horses that came through a rescue second chance ranch okay. um they actually just won the horse of the year i think for tip yeah uh, with the horse Bruce, so two of them came through that rescue. Uh, we're, we're both giveaways at the time, the original giveaway horse, and um, they've had a variety of different people in their lives that have touched them and helped them. We're really blessed to know the breeders and trainers of every horse that we have, so I get mine from the track from a trainer that I love. There's, We actually got emails from the breeders, so they get a letter from Tip, that says your horse is competing at yeah. the horse park. I got emails saying, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So one of her horses, one of my horses, they have the same breeder. My horse, my little horse has a breeder that's in contact with us. They're following along at home. Yeah. Which is like I, I personally have, I should admit this on tape, I have four and a half thoroughbreds mm-hmm. that I own. And it's the same thing. Like I am in contact with every yep. single breeder. And then I resell a ton as well. Mm-hmm. So like I get them straight from the breeder or yeah. the race owner and then they follow them on. So I think it's great to hear that like there are, you know, that both for RRP and for this show that the breeders are getting notified yeah. that their horse is still doing awesome and that they're showing at this huge scale yeah. of a show. Well, and at home we have, I think we have 12 horses at our farm and of the 12, three and a half are non-thoroughbreds. Yeah. So I have my husband's trail horse not a thoroughbred and then we have two ponies because it turns out you can't really usually find pony thoroughbreds and then we have an (laughs) appendix so i guess he's our half but everything else is a thoroughbred and it's all kids doing all the work on him so is this your first year coming to this show yeah and do you think you'll try to do it again i assume we'll try to do it again but we'll have to wait until a new group of kids is old enough where their parents want to commit it's really hard this week because our school starts on wednesday so i'm actually a fifth grade teacher also 
And so um, when we drove to Indiana, I flew back on Monday and went to Tuesday and Wednesday at school and then flew back out Red Eye on Wednesday night to get here. And then we, I just picked up at the airport in my riding clothes and came here and started riding. So you're insane. Yeah, uh-huh, so it's fine. I had to petition to the superintendent to let me miss the first days of school. So it's half dedication, half insanity. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I also told him I would quit if he didn't say yes. So. <laughs> and, and also, this is where the, the mom comes in. Yeah. Because we don't ride. I don't watch your shows. I don't do anything. Yeah, we flew in to drive the horses back. Yeah, because I have to go back to school next she week. to teach on Monday. So. so, yeah, so my parents flew to Kentucky simply to drive the horses back. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. thank you guys so much for talking to me. That's yeah. one hell of a story. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll see you guys riding. So kick on. They're good smile. kids. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great branding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>